Kentucky Town celebrated three championships in seven years, and rarely has someone so tough played so pivotal a part. McCarty draws, McCarty in, McCarty scores! A magnificent goal! Down McCarty! Show that play. Larry Arna, Shanahan, I love you, but you're a mess. I, I am a mess. I'm a work in progress, I guess you could say. Yep, 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 work in progress, all right. You know, I'm just looking down. Welcome to Grind Time with Darren McCarty. Yes, this is Darren McCarty. Looking down on this September 4th, 2019 at 7.35. Got off pretty good. That's sort of like a late puck drop. Puck drops usually 7, 7.30, sometimes 7.35, must have meant. Um, there was two anthems tonight. Um, but uh, show number 38, uh, happy to be here. Obviously, I'm your host, Darren McCarty. Uh, joined, as always, by my co-host. Spit it out. Well, I'm just trying to see. You did a great job at the Damon Johnson of uh, getting video at the uh, Token Lounge. So my co-host, Perry Vellucci. Uh my uh, last night of uh, engineering, Bam Bam, we'll get to that later. I, I, I'm going to give you the Bam Bam moment to, to close out the show uh, down the road. But uh, appreciate everything that you've done. Uh, our, uh, our producer, Mr. Mikey McCool, who's uh, stepped into the engineer's chair. So we're multitasking around here. You know, things happen, positions change. It's just sort of... You know, it's sort of like I preach with uh, with the plant. You you, you got to be organic in this life. And uh, tonight I'm really happy to be joined by uh, not only a local uh, media celebrity, so to speak, in this area. He's sort of like, uh, you know, if you, if you consider me sort of the stepchild, I consider him, he's my stepbrother. So, because uh, he's from Buffalo, but I've known him as long as being here. And, and to me, he's you know, solidifies growing up in Detroit to me. So uh, you know the voice, you know the legend, uh, the man, the myth, here he is. Meltdown. Amen. WRAF afternoons, 245 to 645, because I <laughs> refuse to say 3 to 7, because I know that it's not 3 to 7. But for, I do scoot out a little bit early, but I get in early, you see. No, you, but you're in there even before that. Right. But I'm just saying by the time you crack into the thing, and uh, how long you been doing that now? Uh, afternoons for ten years. Afternoons for yeah. ten. Yeah, so I've been at Riff for it'll be twenty four years coming yeah. up in November. Hey, who does uh, who says that at the beginning? Now uh, you're, you're, I love you, but you're a mess. Who is that? Oh, uh, Tom Layden, I think. From okay, Channel from Channel 7. 7. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that, that I think that that's that, that's. I love that same person. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, you know, I love the honesty. I had to, my wife Cheryl. Anybody who knows, I remember after doing that, she's like, I liked everyone except that guy. I want to punch <laughs> him in the face. And, and I, I'd be like, Tom, you know, <laughs> you don't have to worry about me. Worry about that, but no, it gave me a great sound bite. And you know, I remember when I did that interview. It was uh, right after. Uh, uh, getting finally uh into this sobriety which is almost you know, november we're in september so it's um t- almost two two months and a week away from four years so oh, four years wow yeah yeah but uh, that was right on the cusp and uh yeah we'll get to that that'll be a special time but uh, i'm glad you're here buddy and uh you know because you're not only uh uh, I'll let everybody, I'll let you say, you told the story. So we, we do a lot of, it's great to be retired. Now I've known you since you've been at Riff and you can explain the story about the day that we met, uh, back in the day. I'll, I'll, I'll endear, well, I'll endear people to that as we start. So people get, get an idea that 
Well, oh yeah, these guys really are good buddies. Well, I, I met you one night. You came into the radio station one night, and I was doing overnight, so it was that long ago. So I haven't done overnight since I think nineteen ninety eight, at least. It, so it was before that. And I mean, it was before I think you guys won a cup, and you came oh, in. Oh, that's you, ballsy, then, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you guys, you guys came in. Uh, with uh, one of my former co-workers, and I only just hung out. And you didn't ID for my show that night, which might have even been the first idea I got from anybody for what? the rest. Is that still around? I, I think it is. You know oh. what? I've been meaning to, to like, I know I have it. So one one day I'll, I'll play it on the radio, but I'll uh, I'll text you the audio or something. Yeah, I know, for sure, dude. I, I, I love it. I do remember, um, and I think it was my cousins, Chad and Robbie, I'll out them. They're adults, yeah. You know, but uh, <laughs> they were with me, and I remember. I remember that because we stuck around, and Mike tells a story into Drew and Mike, and yeah, we were. Uh, what time? So what time? What time was, was this? Two, oh, it was 2:30, three, three. It was three. three. Yeah, it was the middle of the night. We brought yeah. our own beer. We were yeah. waiting for the morning show and <laughs> meltdown. So that was back in it. That's the inspiration. See, that was the inspiration we needed because that was pre-cup time. So yeah, I, I planted day. the seed for your for your future broadcast well, you legend here. That's well, is that if. That if that, if that's what we're talking about, I was gonna say you didn't you didn't plan it, uh, you didn't show me how to miss high and wide. Although last time that I did, takes quite give, a skill. I gotta give you credit though, bro, because you did. I did let you pump your tires, but you uh, you had some game going between you and your kid. Your kid's a heck of a player. Oh, thanks. You know, you could tell. You could tell that uh, he did you, go up. He did go out early to warm up, though. I think that was. Yeah, the but key. that's meltdown's that's, mo. Yeah. Meltdown is the Chris Draper of the <laughs> media <laughs> hockey. Like, just like we'll go, go, go. Give him the puck. You know, he's never not open. And, <laughs> and you know what? He's he's a sneaky passer when he does pass. Yeah, like, he's a great happen. passer. Yeah, I don't know about that. When it happens, <laughs> no, you can throw that back door. You threw one around. I think you scored one. You scored a couple on Mally, though. I mean. But I'm going to get uh, Greg Malachy, who, uh, you know, not only, uh, God bless him, uh, fighter pilot for this yeah. uh, great nation over in uh, Afghanistan and stuff, but also two-time uh, uh, champion for the Michigan Wolverines goaltender. So uh, yeah. uh, I thank him. Phenomenal guy. Great goalie still. You know, oh, yeah. backbone to uh, the <laughs> alumni. It's st- it always starts with goaltending, and then the alumni, it's, st- it's not you, Georgie Bowman. <laughs> just stick to being a golf pro. Yeah, and I, I thanked him emails. for letting me score. Yeah, I know, but I'm gonna fire him up in, uh, next time. So he's he, he I'm gonna get him to go, and so you can't got to shut the door because you put on a clinic. I'm gonna have to shadow that. you next time. No, no, yeah, shadow me. <laughs> so where did you did you always love? Like, so you know, being I being from Buffalo and then coming here for music, but you grew up playing. Yeah, you grew up playing, and and music was always hockey was always motorcycles was always. Yeah, well, you know, How- so so I started playing hockey when I was eight because the kid down the street played, and I'm like, well, I want to play too. And so my dad got me on a team, and I played, and I started playing travel when I was 10. And then, like, in the mid-'80s, like a lot of kids and a lot of their parents, my father was working in the steel plant and lost his job. So I, at 16, I had to kind of give it up. So I couldn't play past 16. So, so what were, were you – were you interested in were you, what were you doing musically? So um, in, in seventh grade, um, I was at school and this kid told me, he says, you got to hear this this song, Crazy Train, or you got to hear Ozzy, you know, whatever. So I went home that night and I turned the radio on. I was like in seventh grade, yeah. And I heard Crazy Train. And at that moment, my life changed. Wow. Changed because why? Because you wanted to listen to music? You wanted to make music? Because before that, I wasn't, like I had heard like, you know, like I had heard like the Beatles and Elvis and stuff like that. But when I heard Ozzy and Crazy Crazy train at that moment i'm like 
that's it. You found man. your path. That's it, right there. Yeah, and I'll never forget. We're playing, you know, hockey, uh, doing tournaments in Syracuse and whatnot. And, I mean, we're cranking, you know, a uh, shot at the devil when it was brand new. I'll never forget that on cassette tape, just driving back and <laughs> forth, listening to the same stuff over and over again. And so then, yeah, 1984. As a matter of fact, um, I just uh, met. Um, it's kind of weird how this world works. So the, I'm at the Night Rangers show with Theory of a Dead Man. You know those guys, right? Yeah. Yeah, Dean and Dave and I Tyler. I saw that, dude. Yeah, Greg, great. And they, yeah, great guys. Great and guys. I love your comment on Instagram, but you can follow Meltdown at Meltdown Riff, W-R-I-F, yeah. on Instagram. But to, who also, you do a podcast called Talk and Rock, which right. is, that's, to be honest, that's the only podcast I probably listen entirety through. No, you know, without you, skipping forward. No, just because not only are you, you're my buddy, but you get to talk to some of the coolest people and the, the guys that we, you know, grew up with. So um, so you were talking to, you were, you were with those guys, because they were playing Arts, Beats, and Eats, right? right? So they're going to be on my podcast this week, Dean and Dave from Theory. But anyways, uh, getting back to That's it. why they're so yeah, cool. Yeah, they're, they're great guys. Yeah, they are, they are good guys. There's no question. But uh, getting back to it, uh, so Night Ranger's opening up, right? And I like Night Ranger as much as the next guy. Right. But... Um, Brad Gillis, their guitar player, played on picture. Speak of the Devil yeah. on Ozzy's yeah. record. And that's one of my favorite live albums ever. And that was at a time in my life when I was just discovering Ozzy. And next thing you know, Speak of the Devil comes out. And so that so he walked by. And I, I, I posted about this the other day. It's kind of cool because he, he walks by and he says hi to Dean. They're getting ready to go on stage. Dean from Theory of a Dead Man. They're getting ready to go on stage. And the Night Ranger guys are walking out. And so um, he goes, hey, Dean, I just want to say hi. I'm Brad. And my buddy elbows me because I'm like, yeah, yeah. So I said, all I want to do is get a picture with Brad Gillis tonight, you know, because, you know. Just so you're like, saying that all night before. Well, I said it before. Like, Yeah, so, you know, and, and this is here. We're, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this because, so you're a media celebrity, right? You, you're, you know, somebody who's recognizable. You sign autographs. I mean, but it, it's sort of like I'm, you know, being a celebrity, being a cop, whatever like that. But we have people that we ogle too or or that when we're in their presence we don't want to be that guy so this was like you don't want to no we we're, we're trying so i and i bring this up to people out there so we get uncomfortable and i'm speaking for meltdown and like just anybody normal comes up to me that's why if you like i've learned that when and you're the same way because you're as, as approachable as i am we, you know well in public and and because your fans are like my fans, and a lot of them are the same fans, um, is because they understand like they know you, right? You you present yourself like you're not above. You're just oh that's that's our uh, like our cousin meltdown on yeah. the radio or our, our brother, you know, like like things like that. But well, you're when, the same way when we're out at the I bars and stuff. But when we get know. into those situations, because like I'm we you know in in the opposite. So you're talking Night Ranger Theory of Dead Man. We were with Zach Wild, who was doing Zach Sabbath up uh, at Flint, yeah. At Flint, and then JD, um, yeah, uh, uh, Johnny DeServio, uh, who's a bass player, who I've known forever, and, and Phil, um, and just standing there with Zach and just to listen, like you know, being around and just have that conversation, like we do. I get how it is because you know, I like speaking to Ozzy. That's fuck. That's fucking Zach Wild, bro. Right, exactly, dude. And, and no just doubt. like the story, like, but you experience that more. But you still, to this day, have like the Brad Gillis moment, or where your buddy needed because if, if no, I, I don't it. get oh, elbowed, if I, what's that? No, I knew he was there. He didn't have to elbow. No, me. no, no, I, no, 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 no. I don't mean that. But you wouldn't ask for the picture if he didn't elbow you. Um, no, I was going to. I oh, guess, you were. Yeah. So, so what is the key to that? Well, here's the thing. As long as you do it fast, right? Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, and so, you're ready, right? right? You're ready. Yeah. Be and ready so, with the camera. I tell right. everybody. Oh, man, yeah, be ready big, with yes. the camera because you know you want the picture, 
right? So have that camera ready, and and that way you can get five shots right, exactly. or whatever yeah. in no time. It's just sort of like you know what you want. Come tell me what you want, and within reason, obviously, we'll uh, we'll we accommodate you. <laughs> but, but that'd but, be all behavior if I accommodated you. <laughs> no, but like he came up, and it's like it was getting kind of dark out and stuff. And so he says, "Hey, Dean," he was talking to Dean from Theory of a Dead Man. He goes, "He goes, hey, I'm Brad. Just want to say hi to you guys, or whatever." And so my buddy elbows me, and I and so as he was kind of walking away, I said, "Hey, Brad, would you mind a picture?" And he's like, "Sure." And so I took it, and I go, "Dude, speak of the devil, man, awesome." And he like looked at me, and he smiled. He goes. Ah, oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. See, it was but, super nice. Well, be, but that's because that's again another level, right? Because he played on the album. He's not with the band, you know. You know what I mean? Like that's a fan sort of thing that you grew up with. Like that's a moment. That's something that. But you I, don't I, yeah, I didn't tell him how much it you know meant. No, no, no. To no me, but but. but he sort of, I guarantee, because it's like when somebody brings up, do you remember this game and whatever play and whether I do or don't? It's the fact that you do. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, there's an impact. Well, well, and and if I could say, well, it's not then, but I remember uh, the oh that rink with his old Chicago. Say, oh yeah, you know it was like the anthem, and you get into that because you remember you shared that experience. I think that's what it's about. Um, so so let's go back to so I figure sixteen. So you 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 played hockey, but. Your dad, you had to like get a job, or were you, well, you 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 heard this Ozzy Osbourne guy? You went, I'm following <laughs> that path. Well, I guess we're going to Satan or whatever, you know, whatever it is. So you you never got there with Black Sabbath. Um, no. Well, what happened was once I discovered Ozzy, then it all kind of opened up. You know what I'm saying? It was like this whole big, you know, Pandora's box. Right. So, so Ozzy was the key to it. Exactly. Okay. And and I mean Sabbath for sure. So so I grew up in the country out in the sticks. And so what would happen on Friday and Saturday nights is we'd be riding our bicycles around my street. I'm like 14 years old at the time or something. And you could hear the music echoing through the woods. And that meant the older kids were now partying on the streets because <laughs> you could do that. Where I, you know, partying on the on the, on the road. And so we rode our bikes down there, and that's where I discovered Sabbath and Zeppelin and all this stuff from the older kids. And it's like, all I wanted to do is hang out with the older kids, be liked by them, and, and hang out with them, you know? And then as time went on, they wanted to hang out with me and be liked by me. <laughs> so it's nothing's changed. Yeah. That's it, right? That's what we're dealing with today. I'm just because... teasing about that. But no, it was, it was cool. That that's how I discovered it, you know? I like. So how did you get into them? Did you like go work at a radio station, go to school? No, or? so what happened was, so my dad lost his job, like I said, I was 16. So then I decided, well, do I try to get a job and keep playing hockey, or do I get a car and do all this other stuff, which I wanted to do? So then I got a, I got a job and I was working at this little like uh, bar in the one horse town I grew up in and so what I would do like you know like dishwashing and stuff on the weekends and what have you in my senior year of uh, high school I was uh, I'd, I'd clean the bar on Monday and Tuesday mornings so I'd wake up at like 2 a.m. I'd go clean the bar and then I'd go to school so I went in the bar one night literally thinking what am I going to do with my life and I heard this guy on the radio and at that moment I thought that's what I'm going to do because he was so bad I thought <laughs> if he can do it I can do it and then years later, I found out that his father owned the radio station. So they had to put him on sometime, and they put him on in the middle of night. <laughs> his name was John Allen. I don't think that's his real name. I think it's just, just a name he threw together. But at that moment, I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. Is that when Meltdown was created? Uh, well, my friends called me the Meltdown one in school. And so when I got on the radio, my boss just said, call yourself Meltdown. That's like kind of a, a very short story of how that name came about. But well, um well, you, you know. got a little bit longer version? Uh, I do, but it's probably not for the air. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for, oh, not for my crowd? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, wait, yeah, wait, yeah. What? wait, hold on a sec. 
We are talking to me, right? It has stuff to do with personal life instances and stuff like that. So. Oh, okay. Right, yeah, but uh, uh... so so this guy used to put me on the air in the overnights, and he, he, the meltdown one, and I used to do jokes and tell stupid stories and whatnot. And then uh, one thing led to another, and I said, if I can just get my foot in the door, I'm going to kick that door down. And I got my foot in that door, and I got hired. And um, I got hired in uh, September of 1989, and I gave the program director on the FM side tapes all the time. And in February of 1990, he gave me a shot. He put me on, and I was awful. <laughs> I was as bad as that guy was. <laughs> so I'd never been on the air before. Right. But, you know. so, so then you just stuck with it? So two months after this guy put me on, he put me on, you know. And he decides he's going to go get a job somewhere else. So now I'm like, man, my career is over before it even begins. So a new program director comes in, and he has me doing, you know, midnight to six on Saturday, and then the next week I did six to midnight. And this, and I would switch off with this one guy who'd been at the station for a few years. And after about two months, I kept getting six to midnight, six to midnight, six to midnight. So he must have saw something in me, and he, he put me on at better times. And you know, what station? This was on a station in Buffalo. It was one hundred three point three. It was called the Fox. And that's before that was before you came to Detroit. Yeah, yeah, that was before. And then I was on an I was on that station, and I was on an AM station that we started up. That was too loud for FM. It was called fourteen X. It was on fourteen hundred AM. This is back in nineteen ninety one. And so I was, I was, I was working on that station from from Monday through um, Sunday through Friday, and I did the FM station on Saturday for eight months. I didn't have a day off until they finally realized I didn't have a day off. So I worked every day of the week. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's probably how you got good. Cause I it's liked like, it. It's, it's like repetition. You know, you know what else is repetition? And you hear me talk about it. I, I mean, I know you've seen it because you're in the media and stuff like that. And I touched on it last week, um, being on the front page of the paper yeah. uh, about pot saved my life and how you know what advocacy I'm for it. If anybody's watching and can see, this is the this is a symbol of Pincana. I'm wearing a sweatshirt here right now. And uh, you know, the the one thing is, whatever uh, talk about moving forward. The one thing is, is that the repetition part is your endocannabinoid system in your body. CBD, the THC CBD uh, here at Grind Time, uh, our partners at Herbal Active, that's U-R-B-A-L-A-C-T-I-V.com. Uh, they have from mints to rubs to tinctures to look, whatever else. Go on their website, but the, the thing is use the code DMAC25, D-M-A-C-25, uh, for 25% off. And the best part, this is like the beginners. And uh, Nick and I sat down with Rich, uh, one of the owners yesterday, just talking about, uh, you know, moving forward and working together. And, and uh, you know, this is the stuff that my wife, who um, had a sore back, and she said, well, okay, I'll try it. And I put it on, and immediately said, oh, my gosh, I can feel, you know, so relief. And I'm like, shush, you know, of course. So it, it does work. And if you want to experiment, of course, I always say, not looking to argue, but uh, what do you mean by that? That's what do I mean is that's where it started, and we got a lot of things going on. So that's one place to check it out. Use a DMAC uh, 25, you know. You saw last week, uh, you know, not only in the paper, carried in the USA Today, and then on the Today Show. So uh, things are happening. We're, we're moving forward, and uh, it's all about, uh, you know, mindful recovery and stuff like that. You know, you know uh, soon enough, uh, life you know, whether it's uh, mental or physical, that's uh, something that you have to do the work and look into itself. So 90, so you got, what year did you get to Detroit? 
1995. So what? Like, how does that happen? How does it work in the music? Like, did you get drafted, or did you get, like, or did you like? Did you get plucked out like free agency? Uh, no. Did you have an? <laughs> wait, wait. Did you have an agent? No, I didn't. Wait. So how does that work? How did like? What? Or did you just like pack the car up and then just drive and then like? Boy, no. Pick at the door or something? No, yeah, kick at the door. No. Uh, what happened was I lost my job in June of 1995 because the uh, uh, new company came in and bought the station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Cap. Thing. I got yeah, that, right, too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Well, I it, wasn't to exactly, to Calgary, it wasn't that? exactly a sailor cap hey, issue. That's what happens when you make too much money. <laughs> that's right, right. Well, I, know, we that were, wasn't hey. the case, I'm sure. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure it was. So anyways, uh, I started sending out tapes and, uh, you know, tapes at the time and resumes, and uh, nothing was really clicking, and I thought I had this job in Syracuse and Ithaca, New York, and I wasn't really crazy about it. And then I got a call from Detroit, and they're like, "How'd you like to come to Detroit?" And I said, "Well, I'm not doing anything right now." Who called so, you? Uh, Podell called. Me. Podell yeah. called you. How did he? Did you find out how he sniffed? Did you, did you um, send tapes in or something? Because uh, through the consultants. So the consultants kind of. Uh, uh, they had talked to me, and they say, hey, "Listen, something's going to break, but we can't tell you when or where. But something's going to happen." And so, uh, anyways, um, they uh, they just said, "You got to be patient." Well, I can't be patient. I have to work, you know. And so, I I sent out tape after tape after tape, you know. And then uh, I was watching the O.J. Simpson trial or something. Oh like that. wow, this is your O.J. story. <laughs> was this the conviction so, part? Or? <laughs> so, Melton, Doug Doug Podell, what was what was he? Doc what was Rock. his role? What Doc. was his role at, at? He was the program director. Yeah. He was program director. And so, anyways, he he uh, the the consultant said, "Hey, uh, you know, why don't you get this guy meltdown a call?" And so I went. My first uh, my first shift, I was hard to do two a.m. to five thirty. That's always hard to do. And then uh, after a while, somebody left. They changed the hours around, so I got pushed up to midnight to five thirty. So was your goal always to do the after? Are you doing the shift that? You always wanted to do. You know, is I think. That... You know, I think with everyone, you want to do like mornings and stuff. But I'll tell you what, man, afternoon drive is is pretty good. I got no complaints. What's uh? So ten years of doing the afternoon drive, right? Yeah. And February uh, of uh, two thousand nine. Yeah. So how many shows? Well, would roughly. Boy, I don't even know. <laughs> a <laughs> well, lot. Do you get? Do you, I, I know you. Uh, you take a couple of days off because you weren't there last week. Or two weeks ago. Or yeah, because I was on vacation. I know, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, that's right. You know, the other job, at least over there, where uh, Riff, they give you some is, vacation Is going time. back to Buffalo, is that really a vacation? <laughs> well, I, you know, it's funny. I got to go home and see my friends and family. Plus, I rode my uh, motorcycle. But, uh, yeah, we always take one vacation with the, with the kids and whatnot somewhere else. So we went down south, you know, back in July. But, uh, yeah, you know, you got to get home. That's uh, Mac, do you know anybody that has... Better Christmas cards no, than this guy. Hey, let's talk. Hey, that all you started want to talk with about Ozzy. The Christmas card. It started with Ozzy. Yeah. What year? Uh, I want to say nineteen um, ninety-seven or something. I I joked with my friends. I said if I ever get a picture taken with Ozzy, I'm going to put it on a Christmas card and send it out. And so um, in nineteen ninety-seven, folks. So so meltdown made this promise long time ago to his friends. And well, his, I know. I said with just Ozzy. That's it. Right. No. No. You yeah. in ninety-seven, you got the photo. Right, so what happened was I was supposed to meet Ozzy a bunch of times, and it just fell through. He got sick or canceled tours or a myriad of reasons, as you know, with Ozzy. So we, we, take, uh, we take some listeners on a Learjet. I'd never even flown before. Now we're in a Learjet. The pilots are giving us instructions, sitting on a couple cases of beer, which were for us, not for them. And uh, so anyways, we fly down to uh, Cincinnati to see the show. We land next to Ozzy's plane, and this guy, I run into this guy in the airport, this big guy, black t-shirt laminates. I said, yeah, we just flew in from Detroit, you know, the whole thing, uh, to see the show and yada, yada, yada. So we go to the show and I tell the people I'm with, I'm like, look, 
we got to race back there because we want to beat Ozzy back to his plane because I want to meet Ozzy, you know? And so we race back there. Ozzy's not there. Okay, cool. So all of a sudden, Ozzy comes shuffling through, and his assistant kind of pushes us aside, and he says, no, you know, we got we to go and take off. Well, anyways, we're on the plane. We're getting ready to leave, a little bit bummed out, but whatever. You know, Ozzy, you know, he's Ozzy, whatever. So anyways, all of a sudden, I look out the window, and I see Ozzy and his assistant walking back over to our plane. Now the guy who had the black shirt on has his pilot's uniform on. He was Ozzy's pilot. And he said, those guys flew in from Detroit to see you. And Ozzy goes, well, we better go say hi to him then. Because he thought oh. that we were just there at the airport. You know oh, what I'm wow. All right. And so he came over. And, and so anyway, so I got my picture taken with him. And I put it on a Christmas card. And I sent it out to like 25 people. Just as kind of a, a joke, you know. And so I'd go to Yeah, what house. was that? Do you remember what the, because the, the prelude to, to this is he's been giving out Christmas cards ever since. So there's 22, 23 years coming up on, but he's always got some snickety comment on it. So <laughs> what was the, what was the well, first comment? It just said Merry Christmas from Ozzy and Meltdown. So you didn't, you no. didn't get that. You, you were just like, it was hey. just a, it was just a gag. So this is the fact buddies. that you got the picture with Ozzy and they've said it. So when did it, so when did it start? So, well, I would go to my friend's house. It's like in the middle of summer and there's my stupid Christmas card on their refrigerator <laughs> or behind their bar. Or I, I'm one like of those that. stupid yeah. friends, yeah. by the way. No, that, so, that, no, those that, those I got you Slash. Don't I got <laughs> Nick Lidstrom. Yeah. I got the last five years. Well, Nick would text me. He goes, "Dude, love your card" or something like that. You know, he because that's how he is. You know. Yeah. And uh, so then the one year I say, hey, let me put you on my car. Would you be on? He's like, yeah, absolutely. So Dave Organic took the picture. And it was funny because we're standing in the locker room and I never met Dadsuk before. So, <laughs> so anyways, so he says, uh, uh, Regenic goes, hey, uh, Pavel, this is my friend Meltdown. And so we're standing there. There's like this awkward silence. So as a, as a goof, I said, hey, man, you should check out my show. I'm on every day between 3 and 7 on WRAF. And Dadsuk, as you know very well, probably, he looks at me dead serious. And he goes, I don't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll never forget. That was so funny. I mean, you know, he's the magic man. Oh, he's dude. He's so. Such but that a picture, smartass. that picture. Yeah, and then the comment on that. Talk about the comment great. that yeah. you got on that. Oh, that one says, uh, "Yeah, uh, I hope your Christmas is full of silver and gold because we put all of Nick's uh, achievements and awards around the. You know, it's photoshopped him in." And it said, uh, from two guys who are going to the Hockey Hall of Fame, but one's going to need a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> that was but good. Nick was, you know, oh. Nick is such a great sport, and he oh, was like... He loves it. Yeah, he was like, yeah, no problem at all, you know. And, and uh, the one year I think I had, uh, I, I think I had uh, Babcock and Holland, it said, from, you know, the number one draft pick. I, I knew I was going to run into him, so I brought my Red Wing stuff and a shirt and, whatever, uh, you know, stuff it. like that. So yeah. Every year I always say... I'm not going to do it. Then every year it's like something comes to me. And I'm like, all right, do I'll do it, it again. It's, it, you look forward to it every year it comes in. Like the Rob Zombie one was great. Slash was Happy great. Happy Horror Days. Yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas. Slash. Happy New Year. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like what what's it like? Because did you have a, obviously meeting Ozzy, there's, that would be number one. Because as you said, his music, you know, getting into what you're doing or your path in life. But who else have you met that that was on your list of people to meet? I've been able to meet a lot of people. I met Alice Cooper a few times. With you, yeah. you, have, you know, you know what a nice guy he is. He was golfing what a, him. Dude, yeah. he's awesome. I put him right in that uh, same category as, like, Tommy Chong. And, and, and they're just, like, they're wise, you know what I mean? But they're but not in a I'm smarter than you way, just sort of like, you know, get and, and just – funny and nice to be around you know just happy to be around people like like people you know conversation it, you know engaged it was it was great i loved alice alice's line first line you know big groupie says to one of the partners he goes hey uh 
you know about the rock and roll mulligan, right? <laughs> and the guy says, no. He says, yeah, if you uh, have ever slept with a girl that's brother was in a band, you get a mulligan. <laughs> so that sort of, that, that one, and, uh, and he goes, oh, by the way, um, I play uh, inside the putter. Uh, grip. I go, oh, okay. Like, so that means that you lay the putter in the hole, and if it's, you know, like a yeah. foot or so, you give it. Well, Al's got a putter that's taller than he is. <laughs> it's like six feet tall. Yeah, that'd be good. He's got Sedano <laughs> Charo's putter. Yeah, exactly. That's, no, yeah. I, I love the fact because uh, he takes it, you know, for what it is. And, you know, speaking of the golf, uh, I gave you the. Uh, the invite, obviously, to the uh, first Daniel Darren McCarty uh, grind time with Darren McCarty uh, golf uh, tournament being held uh, at Cattails Golf Course in South Lyon, Michigan, on Sunday, September 22nd at 9 a.m. Um, check out uh, grind time for instructions. But uh, Cattails, you know, have you have you been over to Cattails? You I live think, over that way. I think I have, yeah. Yeah, because Cattails, you know. Have you played there before, Meltdown? I, you know, I'm, I'm almost positive I have, but I don't play a whole lot, so. Well, so if you say you don't play a whole lot and you're not positive you have, <laughs> that doesn't really add up, right? Like, Listen, you should a, be able to count. A, you play, a, how many times have you played this year? There's a couple courses over there, and I'm pretty sure oh, I have played you're there. You're pretty sure. Yeah. Well, it's an 18-hole championship track in South Line. Yeah. Okay, it's the home of the former uh, LPGA Futures Tour, Michigan Amateur Qualifier, and more. Two very unique nines. One unique uh, golfing experience, wetlands on the front, very wet. Hey, Bam Bam, it was very <laughs> wet on Sunday. Hardwoods and native forests on the back. We didn't even get there uh, before your buddy, uh, we got rained out, but uh, uh, oh boy there, he uh, he lost a, he lost Perry, I, somebody lost more balls than you did. It, it was unbelievable. But they got a range, practice areas, full bar menu, they're all great out there, part of the family. Um, obviously, grind time family plays. Uh, I think I played there about eight times this year, and half the time it's been rained. So I'm keeping that. Got those. Uh, Bam Bam and I went out there to make sure that we took all that bad weather. So the 22nd, when we have our tournament out there, it'll be all right. So check out our Facebook page for an exclusive offer to grind time fans. And Meltdown, if you ever want to go 18 holes in a cart for $25 during the week. Can't nice. beat that. Thanks to our friends at Cattails. Yeah, I've only golfed there. I've only golfed once this year, and now it's with you. You saw my golfing prowess. That's why you're behind the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to worry. I know you have a job, right? So I don't have to worry about you doing that for a living. And, and you don't have to worry about it. You, your attitude's perfect for your golf game. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. yeah, you go out there and have fun. You're more concerned in your hockey game. So... So you got to, so you well, gotten, let, me, let, me, let me tell you about Ellis. So I interview him for the first time in like 1999 or something. So my mother-in-law says, I wonder how he golfs with all that makeup on. And so anyways, I'm interviewing him, and I go, hey, by the way, how do you golf with all that makeup on? He goes, that's the stupidest question I ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I, go, I go, my mother-in-law wanted to know. <laughs> That'll get you in the good books. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How not to make friends with your in-laws with meltdowns. Weekdays riff. Uh, <laughs> 101.1, no, 3 she, to 7. No, she, uh, 245 to, to 640. Yeah, that's right. You got, see, now you're getting it. Now you're getting it. But so met, who, who I else? Met, uh, I met Ronnie James Dio once, which I was really excited Who's about. Who's taller? This. Me. Are you taller than uh, Ronnie James Dio? Because Meltdown. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you Holy this. Meltdown. Shit. That means you towered over somebody? I towered over him, yeah. Meltdown <laughs> is the shortest, tallest guy I know. Hey, which, what I say Which to... means he never, that, <laughs> like, you can make as many short jokes on him. Like, he's opposite of Drapes. You know, yeah, like he's yeah. just Draper's opposite. taller than I am. No, I know Drapes is taller than you, but Drapes thinks he's taller than he really is. Well, JD, I was taller than him too by 
JD's about Dio size. Yeah, but JD's yeah, but he's got a hunk or that base round. He looks like a little caveman. So yeah. his hair, he's got the hair though. So that he puts the hair up, he's like eight feet tall. Yeah. So. No, he was great. No, but Dio was awesome. I met him. He signed all my it's the only time I ever brought all my CD covers, you know, and he signed every single one. And then one of them he wrote to Meltdown Best Witches, you know, Ronnie James. Uh, he was so cool. Dude. But I, I knew a guy that went to school with him growing up, and uh and I and that, so I had like a little bit of a connection. But uh one of my friends that recorded some stuff with him or something so we got to go on the bus this is around 1994 and it's like i just remember how gracious he was how nice he was and lizzie hale told me a story one time she said he told me that you will never remember the names of the faces but they will always remember you so always give everybody you know a, a good thing to remember you by you know wow that's some advice i love that you know what what's interesting so you said he signed your cds yeah and now what do you have? Well, what I got are you my, collecting? Yeah, I got my vinyl. Yeah. You're back into the vinyl again. <laughs> yeah, Don't talk you wish about you had that, that because because uh, our buddy who's Perry's wearing, uh, we were talking about earlier last week at the Token Lounge, Damon Johnson. Shout out to you, D. Absolutely. Thanks, uh, you Tyler and uh, Joey Sachs, Detroit native on the bass. Yeah, that's right, uh, yeah. Tyler Smith killing it on the drums, but. Uh, should be proud of that new album. Uh, Shivering, Shivering Live was phenomenal. Yeah, it was cool, and, yeah. And just to, you know, to, and to hear Damon and knowing him and having him on the show and just knowing the story, but hear him play and talk about like Thin Lizzy like that, you know, like I look at my info, you know, the, you know where I wanted to be Rick Tockett and and Lance Parrish, yeah, you know, combined. So <laughs> what about musically though? Because I heard you talking a few weeks ago how like some of the punk stuff and that, but like where what'd you grow up on? You know what? It was it, it's it's funny because music wasn't a big. It was always more like all I remember is like the the rule in the car was if you if you drove you controlled the radio. Yeah. So it was always WJR. Yeah. Mm. So I in the music it wasn't till the drive. So so you know like I got in it sort of late, but then when I got into it, it was it was like Skinnerd. Okay. It was like you know like. Uh, stuff like that. Then it was like Zeppelin. Then it was like later on I got the Beatles, and but then it was early on that I got the Stooges, and I got MC5, and I got like the Buzzcocks, and then and I got that tall punk scene, the Suicide Machines mm -hmm. from from here. Yeah, right. And that early '90 when I came like the area, it was it was different because I had you know a wide variety. But I wasn't really into anything more than ever. I, I I looked at the punk more because it was it was like the most carefree. Like it, there was the most the the most lawless, right? right? Like like there wasn't like rules, no right? Rules. There's no say, yeah. there's no limits, and it doesn't matter how you sound. It doesn't. It's about the vibe, and it's about the room, and it's about feeling, you know, like in that connection. So. It's like real garagey. Yeah. So like now, right? Exactly. Garage now, right? Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> like that it. Word so <laughs> now for me, it's it's you know it's funny because I don't I don't even know like Dave Grohl, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm you know Dave Grohl is a huge, you know not only I say it's my like my my dude dude crush or whatever, but I like the just the way that he can cover everything. Kid Rock, obviously, and and knowing Bob and stuff, but just you know I remember him always telling me we were watching side stage and. It was Eminem and it was uh, uh, Link, uh, Limp Bizkit. Limp Bizkit. Oh yeah, yeah. like two thousand two or and something. And it was, and we were just talking, and and then he just said, you know, the sign. I was asking, well, what's you know, what's the sign of a of a band? He said longevity, mm. and he said just the the way you can cover everything and and be true to yourself and. That's why I respect what he's done. You There's know? nobody else out there like him. And no, people can dude, complain can, and be haters and all they want. No, no, but. they just complain because because you know what? He's doing 
his thing. Right. You know, the, and he's doing it his way and like it or not, you know, like that's the direct and, and, you know, when you can listen to like, he's got so much depth and, and, and the smartest thing is it's like, like I've learned with grinder um, and having Billy all the time, but it's, it's who you surround yourself with the band and, mm. you know, having, uh, having Brian, Greg and Vince join us uh, for this uh, grinder 6.0. It's uh, it, you know, it's something that's in a different place, but it's like that sort of the connection. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, you know, I wrote a lot of like songs. We were doing a bunch of covers, but a lot of originals too. And it's funny because I know the place I was when I wrote them. And now when I sing them, it's it's sort of it's the evolution for me. Um, it's just all like it's funny because it's it's going to sound selfish, but it's I'm you know this is for me. <laughs> you know, it's it, and it's for me, and I know it's for Billy too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's for us. It's right. for him and I, and it's it's part of the. You know all the stuff as the, if I say as the Russian Five movie is sort of like the closure and the hug for the Vladdy thing. Well, maybe this this for him and I and people surrounded that went through losing Jim Anders as the bass player and and all the stuff that really never got the duration. So that's what music can do, and that's what the this what this is all about the camaraderie and the and you know it, uh, the friendships and the stuff beyond it because it's like surviving like you've you've lived to speak about that because you've seen guys you know the come and go and and you know my sport you, you look at like a probie you look at chris cornell you look at yeah you know you covered all those guys chester bennington like all those would you ever have known like it like there's some guys with that have excessive abuse that it's just a matter, you know, Scott of, Weiland. of time, right? Where, yeah, Scott Weiland, you could... He, well, you know. you know, when Duff, you know, and, and I respect it coming from the recovery side is when you hear Duff McKagan say, well, you know what, because when you go back to it, the thing is you, the one thing that is reality is you go right back to where you ended and it could have been 20 years ago, but you're, you, there's no, you don't get time served, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're back to the worst part, so... It's a ticking time bomb, especially when you're using heroin and stuff. But I mean, like, can you speak speak to that as far as? Well, I'll tell you this much. So I knew when when I found out that Chris Cornell died. Of course, that was a, a big shocker, right? I mean, that, that was unbelievable. Then when when uh, when it was uh, um, Chester Bennington, like, I I was around Chester a few times. I knew him a very little bit, but he was one of the nicest, carefree, smiliest guy you ever want to meet. And that was really a shocker. But I interview a lot of rock stars. And a lot of them, they all have addictive personalities of some sort, right? right? And we, you know, you know all about that, Absolutely. right? So it's like they're addicted to something. They have to be almost. So now it's like these guys, and it, it, it happens all the time. They go from being addicted to substances to all of a sudden being addicted to P90X. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's just the way it is. Like Brent Smith from Shine Down. Right, right, right. He's talked about it a bunch of times. We were talking about it on the podcast yeah, a few weeks ago. Yeah, that's... Yeah, and it's like um, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, my friend uh, Chris Henderson from Three Doors Down. Same way, he was two hundred and eighty pounds. Now he's one hundred and sixty and does CrossFit every town he goes to. You know, it's just what he does. And so uh, it's either it's either get clean and get addicted to something else, or end up in you know like some of these other guys. You know, Scott Weiland. I mean, I didn't know Scott. I met him a few times, but you could almost see that one coming. Unfortunately, yeah, you know, you and, know that, and you know that's the 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 demon of any. You but know, look sort at his bandmates. I mean, Slash and Duff from Velvet Revolver. Yeah. They've all you know, and then his other bandmates from Stone Temple Pilots. They're still around, and kicking and, play, and making great music. So, 
um, all these guys get into it. Brad Arnold from Three Doors Down told me, he goes, you know what? It's not the hour and a half I'm on stage. It's the other, you know, 22 and a half hours that they have to fill to do something. Well, speak, That's what he was bored. Well, that's why you look at it now and those guys, you know, they, tons of musicians are golf. They golf. They yeah. take their clubs yeah. on the road. And, and you know, every place, it's it's golf, golf, golf. We were talking about Alice Cooper and... and you know, that's what it, that's like he was that, but they always, I yeah. know Kid Rock, that's I know Marlon, and I know all those guys, the sticks. I know, like, you know, when we were talking to Damon, when he, that was the last oh, thing he yeah. asked Alice, was like, can I bring my clubs? And he's yeah. like, oh, you golf? That's awesome, bro. <laughs> well, you yeah. know what Damon said to me uh, at the end of the night? He goes, hey, I'm going to be back around Thanksgiving. Do you guys, are you still able to golf in Michigan <laughs> on Thanksgiving? I said, dude, well, at worst, we're playing indoors somewhere. Oh, yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. So, cocktails, Perry. You can cattails. play all year round at cocktails. There we go. That's yeah. a family friend. You can do that indoor. Not during the, I don't, maybe check it out. Yeah, the guys from yeah. uh, Hell Yeah, you know, Chad Gray was in Mudvayne, right? So then yeah. Hell Yeah with Vinnie Paul's band, right? Yeah. And so uh, they did a thing for us one time, the Super Bowl. And we happened to be doing it at a place on the West Line. They had a golf simulator in the back. And those guys, he told me, he goes, dude, this is like the greatest day on tour. <laughs> They're in the middle of Michigan in, you know, February. And it's like, they're golfing. They couldn't believe it. There's a there's a lot of great places over here and stuff like that that uh, to golf. So, um, but you know, I think somebody I want to say I can't remember if somebody said this on your podcast or or somewhere I was listening to recently, but they said you know you don't get paid for the time you're on the stage when you're touring with the band. You get paid for the rest of it. The time you're on the stage, that's free. That's fun. Right. It's the rest of it. That's yeah, the grind that's, and uh, the slog. You know. I think that's uh, you know and the education and stuff like that. And you know I, I get back to the CBD and stuff like that because it's about sleep and it's about pain and it's you know like the music musicians are athletes of some sort being having to play and i you know i always think of watching corn and always you know hearing about like when fieldy and monkey come out and say yeah we got back problems and stuff like that's like <laughs> thank god dude you can't wreck your like go nuts that wouldn't be normal if they did. forever and yeah that's another guy had he had all sorts of issues you know substance abuse and he's turned it around he's clean and sober i saw that uh guy. showtime piece or uh yeah with his daughter yeah the, yeah i saw the piece but uh, yeah you know and and any any how about like any uh any uh rock like who are your who are the bands out there right now that like you can't wait till they come to town which by the way i figured out now I'm going to let you know, this was all the ploy of our friendship coming for November 9th. Oh, November 9th for in town, right? <laughs> so everybody's pulling in their tool cards right now. Um, I'm going to be looking to uh, sell my soul of some sort to uh, maybe meet Maynard. But uh, I met Maynard once. I interviewed him with uh, Perfect Circle. He's kind of a little tough to talk about, uh, talk to you. But, uh, no, no, but that would be the old picture ready. Yeah, exactly. You know what's funny about that is that uh, you made me think about this. Uh, Tom Morello from Rage Against Machine. Oh, love so, it. Yeah, he's great. So I did this thing with him in December and stuff. And he will actually take the person's phone and take the selfie himself. He I goes, that it. way it just, you know, it gets people moving. I do it too. He's, he's not to be a jerk. It's just about people are fumbling around and you know what they're doing. I'm the same way. You know, like yeah. everybody out there, if you want to get a, if you want to assure to get a picture. And I know for me, if, if, if I mean, I'm always willing to take pictures and I'll take the for time. For sure. But don't, Brank everybody else on me, I tell, but, I but tell I'm saying if they, if I'm, a, if I'm getting my picture taken, and somebody's there, but if I see somebody ready or somebody like is going to take that they're ready, it's like as this person's fumbling, then boom, you're going to get yours good or whatever, and that person's got to sort of 
take a time out and wait their turn. Well, you're the epitome of what I was saying about Ronnie James Dio. People wow. meet you and, and you give them an experience. And you yeah. know what? Hey, that Brad Gillis story I told you earlier today. I mean, that story was like 10 to 15 seconds long. But you know what? I'm always going to remember that. And I'll tell you what. The list of guys I can count on in this business, and I talk about this all the time, who are like dicks, can fit on one hand. And it's like, you know, that Brad's not on that hand. So, right, right. You know. So it's it's always you know here's here's my thing too it's always about meeting good people I don't care if your history is long and it's and it's exclusive and there's a lot of things going on if you're a jerk man I just don't want to hang out with you I don't want to meet you you know it's like I met a guy this summer and I'm like I was there specifically to watch him play and he was a complete ass and he was rude and I'm like and see you're really? not you're not even gonna you're name completely him. turned off you're not even gonna name him I'll on name the him. air no I'll name but, him right now oh you will yeah Zoltan Cheney. He plays drums for uh, for Vince Neal and for uh, Mark Slaughter and stuff. And trust me, I've already talked about this on my podcast. I could not wait to go watch him. He's one of the most entertaining drummers out there. He walks up to me, and I and I say, I'm Meltdown from Riff. He goes, who are you? And I go, I'm Meltdown from Riff here in Detroit. And he goes, huh, never heard of that radio station or something ridiculous. So I'm like, okay, whatever, dude. You know, it's fine. So I go, dude. I'm so excited to watch you play. I've only seen you on video. I can't wait to see you play. And he looks around. He goes, it's like 730 at night. He goes, oh, look at the smoke out here. You'll be able to see me. You won't be able to see me at all. And he walks away. And I'm like, what just happened there? It's like, then the guitar player, Jeff, for the same band, super nice. I met him five minutes later. <laughs> totally different thing. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's why you can't judge uh, everybody else. One quick question. Uh, I'd be willing to give that guy a second chance. Though. I'm just I'm putting it out there. So. All right, all right, all right. But uh, Zoltan, you're fucking on Meltdown's fucking new list, list right my, there, you fucking hand, dick. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hey, uh, give me some of the best fucking rock hair, like live. That you've seen, like somebody, did, does it come like just say holy shit, like a uh, rock main or anything like that? Rock hair, like, like man, back in the day in the eighties, they all had it. No, I know, but is any of these days like still rocking it any good that you remember? Uh, Matt Dorito from Pop Evil. Oh yeah, yeah. nice, exactly. Because I bring that up because uh, on the phone line right now is the uh, owner of the. New collaboration with uh, the Grind Time with Darren McCarty uh, podcast. It would be Phil from Miracle Flow. Phil, are you there, bud? Hey, what up, boys? What's up? You sick? Listen, everybody right there who's listening right now, or whatever you're listening like right now, go to Instagram um, at Miracle Flow. It's black and white. It's got some of the sickest. Where do you pick these photos out of, bro? The sickest mullets ever. I mean, some of it is content that, you know, we create and a lot of it is just the savages that, that use our shampoo and are part of our brand. They just send us these videos, you know, kind of weekly every day. It's, you know, what's going to be next, you know? So I'm, I have the box here because we're doing this collaboration, but Phil, will you give the grind time with Darren McCarty listeners exactly what Miracle Flow is all about and, and how did you come about to create Miracle Flow? Yeah, um, you know, right out of the womb, day one, passion for shampoo. <laughs> uh, no, uh, not at all. <laughs> uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, I, you know, I've been playing hockey pretty much all my life. I knew it. When uh, Susie you know, says, "How you doing, boys?" Yeah, I know. Right? That's, right. That's exactly. a dead giveaway right there. So we're yeah, so we're, giveaway. Where, where are you from? Uh, I am from fabulous Rochester, New York. Ooh, tough town. House tough of guitars, Ooh, uh, Rochester, yeah, Americans. Big, uh, big hockey market um basically uh maybe about like three years ago just kind of came up with the concept of 
hey, everybody's using shampoo after the game, but there isn't really kind of that one targeted thing and that hockey hair has just gotten so big and it's only getting bigger. What if we kind of created something, uh, you know, for the lifestyle? And we kind of say, we're not a beauty shampoo. We're a shampoo for beauties, you know? I love so, it. Yeah, you see that? Yeah. Wow. Here, I got, I'm showing meltdown because anybody, hold on. I, uh, I got to describe this for anybody listening right now. So uh, the Darren McCarty... Uh, Grind time uh, signia with the the left fist uh, is in between a cup. It says Miracle Flow, Flow Enhancing Shampoo, uh, Darren McCarty Special Edition. It's got the blood. Uh, I, I, you can verify this is the same blood that I shipped to you from that secret container of Claude Lemieux's blood I had for March 26, 97. You smeared it individually on all these packages, correct? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's it. He, hey, dude, I guarantee Phil watches Letter Kenny, and he would never lie to me. Oh, it's all about the flow in the snow. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, and a twenty-five yeah, so on I the mean, back. So it's cool. Here, go ahead. So explain. Yeah, so no, we just kind of, you know, it kind of started. We target mainly guys with mullets and just long hair in general. It, our core when we started was hockey hair, but you know, as as you grow and you realize hockey players have different you know, interest in other stuff. So it kind of turned into lacrosse and, and obviously, and then football and just, you know, beauties with long hair in general. And we just kind of have fun with the brand. And as much as we try and sell shampoo, it's kind of more about just creating a brotherhood of dudes with majestic manes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's, it's funny because, uh, you know, that's the one thing is we're taught because, you know, I could see checking out at Piranis or or going online to be in our sports or wherever you check out and get your you got to get your miracle flow and then your herbal active for the after game, you know, whatever else and you got to <laughs> drop by and of course, you know, of course. I mean, I'll tell you this and freaking dude, I I shot a picture and I posted it of me using this in the shower and my wife who uh, you don't know her, Phil, but she don't pull no punches. And she said, oh, my God, that smells so great. So <laughs> how did you come? Is it because speak to like you didn't just put a whole bunch of like no, you didn't no, no. think so, about you thought of the process. So so yeah, as I mean, the as the curator of beautiness for all the beautiful babies out there that friggin want to make sure the main explain to us because the thought process that goes into it because this is different level shit yeah so as much as it's just kind of fun and you know kind of a lifestyle thing and it really is at its core high-end high-quality hair product um we use high-end ingredients our stuff is actually vegan we do no animal testing not even one time not even on like a shitty hamster that bit a little girl on christmas fucking right bro Uh, i'm smoking all organic so it's all good Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, exactly. And so that scent actually is our signature scent, and we actually matched uh, Thin Mint Girl Scout cookies. Wow. I fucking do. Thin Mint Girl Scout cookies is a cannabis cup uh, winning strength. That's yeah. exactly what it is, bro. That you oh, know what? Pass that I love, shit around. Come on, pass it around. I love that because I recognize the smell when it was in my hairs because it was permeating through my endocannabinoid system at the same time. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. And it, uh, so it's got, uh, it's actually a tea tree base. So it's got that little bit of a cold tingle that you probably noticed. Absolutely. That's why I loved about it. Cause you know, like yep. as dudes, you know, and it's the same thing, you know, with the pincana when I'm coming out with the, like my bio free CBD cream, it's got, because as dudes, we like to have like 
we want to know shit's going on, right? We we want right. to know like like okay, if I can feel it or I feel it go away, it's like yes or no. So yeah, dude. Like, how long did it did it take to you know from from start to get it out? You know, from thought in your head or right down to like we're gonna go find this to getting it out. So, so I also own a, like a creative consulting firm where, uh, you know, I kind of do a little bit with branding and I actually do a lot with like, uh, you know, like the music industry and stuff also too. Uh, but through that, it kind of gave me some of the resources that I need to kind of put something together fairly quickly. So, you know, once I found out how I was going to, you know, get the shampoo, how we're going to get it manufactured and bottled and branding and labeling from there, it was just kind of coming up with this, you know, kind of more cultivating the culture than the actual shampoo and just kind of launching and finding where our niche was and, you know, picking up steam. And obviously when you're trying something that nobody's kind of done before, it, it takes a little while to pick up steam, but once you get rolling, you know, we're, we've been really lucky with the sales and the people that use our products and, you know, our delightfully obnoxious uh, clientele. I, well, consider uh, myself, obviously I, I'm locked in and I don't know if you uh, can see or you're watching or whatever, but I got my miracle flow visor on, which you got the memo. I, that's how the flow has to go, but I, I got oh. the band coming back on bro. So I got the, uh, I'm going for the, the mullet um, Mohawk. So oh, I'm, nice, I'm, yeah. nice, nice. So this yeah. is perfect. I'm going to, I'm going to actually, you know, I don't really shower at night that much, but I'm going to go home because I got a brand new <laughs> bottle of this stuff. How, how can my, like now, um, it was great. I love, dude, I love the collaboration. Like you said, um, you know, I got meltdown. I don't know if you've heard of meltdown on WRIF. You can actually, uh, you should, uh, talk and write his talk and rock podcast is phenomenal. Um, where he, he, he's like, gets to meet all the, all the famous people and they all know him and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so he's my Which boy, I never, I never but it's like, uh, um, uh, what was I saying? But he's a hockey guy too. He's hard. Hey, down the wing, high and wide. Like you don't want to drive harder than that. You want to go post up, like right D is the is where he's you want to, passing. You want to go to the hash marks. Right, exactly. Uh, see, see, I'm a goalie, so I'm not a Ooh. fan of that. Actually, no, no. See, that's what I'm saying, right? This is hey, he, you definitely would not like him. He's the guy in warmsies that pings you up high, right? First shot in the shoulder blade. He's a good dude, Calibre. but but you know he he uh, was a little intense. But uh, that explains Phil. That explains to everybody out there um, why why you're the best man on the job because you're nuts. You're yeah, goalie, so you're nuts. Goalie, um, we should get know. a lot of free time down there at the end of the ice sometimes, so you got to start thinking. Well, when you play for when you play in front of teams like I played on, uh, <laughs> yeah, that happens. Uh, hey, just don't bring up the fact that you know when Dominic Kasha came to Detroit and actually finally won a Stanley Cup. So don't bring that up to Phil. Yeah, I'm assuming you're a Sabres fan, right? Uh, you know, honestly, I don't really have that one team. I just, I love hockey. So it's like, you know, I was a nineties kid. So I love all the expansion teams. My dad's a giant Rangers fan. You got uh, a guy? Who's your guy? Growing, uh, growing up, who's your guy and who's your guy now? So, you know, what's actually funny is my, my dad was obviously awesome growing up and he actually got me those fancy Nike skates when those came out. Dude, you had the Federov white ones, bro. I still have them. I collect them. I have like three pairs. I have the black, the white, the Mother gray. I oh, dude, Bam Bam's them. over here freaking permeating in the seat right now. He's <laughs> half oh, masked. Those He's, things that, he, though I, so I was like, obviously like, you know, 
fully aware of like you know the Detroit better off thing and just like that kind of what now would be kind of hype beast hockey and I just you know I love that stuff I still got my old uh Easton Z bubble you know, with the Iserman curve mm. um sounds like you you, know? you and Bam Bam could be like <laughs> are you guys brothers or something like this because he's right? like all oh, the only kid the kid works around sports all his life and he, the only thing he likes about sports are the jerseys and the shoes and you know like he uh, the same the, so that is phenomenal that you say that but, but I got you know when Sergey had those white skates right it was like crazy they don't make you go faster, bro. I tried them. They don't make <laughs> you go faster. No, no, they're actually pretty heavy, but man, they look cool. And now when you wear them in beer league, when nobody's seen them in 15 years, it's it's fun, you know? Yeah. Dude, that's true. Hey, that's dropping. That's veteran. The veteran. I'm going to give you the veteran. You bring on that out one. that Sherwood 50-30, you're really going to be going back. Paul Coffey, Ooh, snap yeah. him in half. Hey, so Phil, more importantly, how can the grind time with Darren McCarty folks um get their hands get on their this hands on dish this. yes <laughs> so yeah when you know this is probably the second collaboration we've done with someone and we always want to you know pick people that fit the brand fit the lifestyle have you know kind of done something that could collaborate so when I we decided it. to go with you it kind of just made a natural fit and so what i did is right off the bat is i mean obviously i was aware of you but i went and just crushed a bunch of your podcasts and just kind of got a vibe for what kind of guy you are, what you like. And, you know, I heard you mention a couple of times that you're a leaker. So we went with this custom, uh, blood spatter. I love it, dude. <laughs> it's, it's the, when I saw it, like you can tell, like, I, I love the creativity. And, and I think that just, you know, the appreciation of, of, you know, everything that goes in it. I see the, you know, the beauty of it to, to me, that's what the plant is, has given me that patience but also that awareness of all other things too so like everything that goes into this box into this late like represents me and like a hundred percent and that's that's sort of what i you know what i love about it and i dude i can't wait to i feel like i know you you know through the instagram because you, you're, you're of course you're, yeah, yeah, yeah it's all it, yeah but it's it's awesome so um hey, i got one question for you phil how many um how many garbage plates have you eaten in your life how many this week or how many uh, <laughs> in your life <laughs> man that is a uh, oh I, I think i heard you saying you're you're from buffalo right i grew up there yeah so a uh, garbage yeah, plate I, mean, I don't know i never had one before but i was out at i was out in, in the middle of the state at the uh at the cpac place the canandaigua performing arts center yep, about 10 yeah. years ago kid rock and had these garbage plates i'm like what is a garbage plate and it's like all this yeah, stuff like just thrown into dish, it yeah so, what it's, so, it's 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 just a mess on a plate it's like everything you would eat in a barbecue but like all mashed on one plate and we had this like signature sauce. It's only made here. It's like a meat where there's like actually meat in the hot sauce. It's uh it's quite a thing and it's just mashed together and it's like an international uh it's got its own Wikipedia page like, and everything. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check that out. When I was yeah, a, when a, I was a, when I was yeah. a young father, I, I would say to my kids, What do you guys want? You want a garbage plate? And I would just like grab whatever and just throw it on a the plate. They loved it. Tip oh, yeah. for young parents oh, yeah, out there. Oh I, yeah, it's uh, I'm all it's about it. Thing. I'm all about it. I'm that Thanksgiving plate. Put it all together. It's all going <laughs> the same spot. So that's all good. So uh, anything else to do with this? Uh, is there, Can people go online and get this? Or? Yeah. So it's actually available now. Um, it's on our website, which is miracleflowhair.com. Go. Uh, we got a ton of other cool stuff, hats, T-shirts, a bunch of stuff for the lifestyle. Um, and we got the Darren McCarty edition. We actually got two options. Uh, you can just get a regular bottle, you know, to throw in your shower. But if you're like most people, Detroit area or whatever, the collector or just anywhere, 
uh, there's a rumor that you autographed I just did. models yourself. You know what? There, there's How not a hundred. Yeah, yeah. There's not wow. a. Uh, it's not a rumor. <laughs> it is the truth. I have witnesses. I, I did it before. I uh, we cracked. Uh, we cracked on the air. So uh, Nick has all that stuff for you. It's on its way back as as we speak. So uh, yeah, that, that that's fun, dude. And I love the way that uh, everything turned out. And I appreciate the collaboration and. Uh, can't wait to to meet you in person, and uh, you know we might have to get you up here for uh, to take some. Uh, do you still play? Oh my god, yeah. Uh, well, so I play typically like two nights uh, a week. You play, you play, one, wait, are you going to tell me you play other. one night in and one night out? Yeah, yeah. Got to do it for the boys. I love mm. it, dude. I love it, dude. That's the best part. That's the you best know, part. Well, we're gonna have to get you in town. We have a skate. I mean? They want to score a goal. Oh, I love it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I love it, bro, man. Well, uh, appreciate the collaboration. Uh, look forward. I'll be checking in with you uh, here and there. But uh, everybody out there, check out MiracleFlowHair.com. And you, too, could take care of yourself like the rest of Hell us yeah. beauties. I love it. Thanks, right, brother. Boys, great talking with you. Great. And uh, if you need anything, any questions on it or whatever, just hit us up in the DMs. We'll take care of you. Any from the, the podcast. I love it. That's right from the man himself, the flow guru, Big Phil. You know, Big. All you right, know. boys, take care. All take right, care, you bet, bro. Thanks. You know, you know what the best thing is here at Radio for One Studios, right? Radio for One Studios. Which, if you're wondering why, if you're seeing this live with the beautiful banners, that's my uh, banners I've raised uh, to the thing. There's a picture, actually. Uh, taken from Christina's spot was the one I was like this and I was smiling when it was on the front page of the paper. But uh, yeah, the, you know what else is broadcast here is is uh, my good friend Mike Walters mm-hmm. and Jay Obeda Boger. Uh, <laughs> they do the Detroit cast right here, Sunday to Thursdays, all through the week. That's got to be tough. I walk in and there's papers all around. I get to learn about, you know what I got to learn about today? I got to learn about Comey's violations. Read deep. No, like exactly. Like, like exact. If it's not like, if it's not like the guy Como or whatever the new guy we signed for the Lions. Which, by the way, meltdown. Coming into football season, all the talk I heard today is is from the people. The people um, is either Lions are going to be really bad or Lions are going to be okay. Like almost playoffs. Like people are either like I heard ten wins. Or four wins. Oh my God, ten wins! Come on. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like where? I, I mean, are they like they're not? I agree, they're not. They, there was an article put them 29th out of 32 teams. Well, no. did you hear that? I think uh, they're about 22, 23. But it's also too is that like they're signing. A, I mean, there's some conspiracy theory going on or something. I got to get to. I you guys are looking at me. I got. I haven't asked Matt Patricia, but I got to ask him what's going on there. You're collecting quarterbacks like it's his job. Did but. you see? Uh, ESPN did a simulation of all 267 games or something throughout the year. How and many the, win? Well, the Lions didn't win a game the week. 12. Yeah, they, so. they got them predicted of going 0-11 to start. Yeah. I mean, that's like a, you know, what are you going to do? But It's possible. Hey, listen, we've we've egged it before. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, my only good thing is we, we egged the preseason, so it's got to, you know, we got a chance at 16-0. And, and DMAC math, we got a chance. This, uh, this team's like the epitome of mediocrity. That's what it is. Every single year, it's kind of like just there. Here's a question for you, right, which, which is, would be great for the phone lines. Right, which team, which mediocrity team is will be easier is easiest to watch? 
right? Because they can't even put the li- or Tigers in there because that's not even that's, mediocrity. Yeah, that's, that's way below there. But yeah. you got Spartans, phenomenal defense. Fucking don't know if fucking <laughs> what the hell's going on. Like, ridiculous on offense. Like, it's torturous to watch. It's almost like, give them the ball back. Maybe we can, like, do a uh, fumble for a touchdown. Because, <laughs> like, that offense is atrocious. Then you got Michigan, which... That's a whole freaking yeah. They're you know they're pretty no, good. but then you got yeah, the Lions. There. So I mean, which the the question is is which ones, which one do you turn off last? Because it's all garbage. Mm, man. See, because you got to be excited. No, <laughs> it is like you saw what what you're gonna deal with. In my opinion, watching the Spartans. No, I I, I that doesn't mean I don't hope that they get their shit together. But let's be realistic. And the same thing with. Whatever's going on in Ann Arbor. Well, I mean, that's in its own thing. But I'm saying the Lions, at least you got until you got hope because I, I, I believe they're going to go into to as they should Arizona and win, which gives you that's the most important, obviously most. But to get off to that start because the whole thing is that it'll give a little bit of a breathing room to be able to pump somebody's tires or see how you know if Stafford's hurt. I don't know if he's if he is or he's not, but it it's. It's fishy with them signing quarterbacks and stuff. I think a good start will be if I can watch the first game, the whole game. Last year, I went to home opener, walked out at the, the, at the end of the third quarter. You know, in here they picked off the ball for six, start the game, and then just downhill from there. And so we'll see. You know, well, like I pointed out to somebody the other day that was looking at a picture with uh, you and and Damon Johnson and myself. There's four Stanley Cup rings in that picture. There's as many <laughs> playoff victories in this room as anybody you know that played for the Lions for the last ten years. So you know, I got them all. I know you do, That's and I got them all, and I got them all. And you know what? Like it just. I'm going to tell everybody if you feel like me, right? I mean, you've already you can't. I could turn on the Tigers when certain guys are hitting, or I turn it on last night just to watch the. Schma- the other team? The schmozzle and let, let... It's the unforced errors. The base... Oh, God. You know you got to hold the guy on. You got to look at second. That's textbook. <laughs> it's just not even... But, you know, if you're like me and then you're not sure what to do, you know what I do, Meltdown? I go I go to my pillow. You know why is I that- go to my pillow? I do. I have a my pillow dog bed. Because there's sweet dreams. Well, it is. At least when you're going to go lay down and then turn it off or turn your head, listen to the volume, roll around, you can have your my pillow because everybody's helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, the owner, Mike Lindell, know him. He's a great, great guy, Mike Lindell. The inventor and CEO of my pillow wants to give back to my listeners. You can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. If you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials, DMAC, any way you spell DMAC, D-M-A-C, D-M-A-C-K, D-M-A-K, D-M-A-C, whatever it is, put that in. I use MyPillow and I'm sleeping so much better. I've used it honestly for for religiously for a good couple of years now. Everybody knows the true story. When the Bulldogs died, I st- took their my pillow dog beds. They have that too, mm. which is like two pillows in one. I sleep with it every night. I love it. Um, you can get mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, like they have this body pillow, regularly $89.99, promo code DMAC, $29.99. Wow. Yeah, and they got two-for-one pillows and, and all that stuff. It's the best pillow on the market. It's true what you say. Lay your head down. 
It's, it's yeah. I bought my wife one for Christmas. She loves it. To see that's the thing. Even oh, Meltdown, God. Meltdown's wife, Miss Mrs. Melty. Um, <laughs> remember, all my pillow products come with a sixty-day money-back guarantee and a ten-year warranty. Just go to mypillow.com and click on new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all my pillow products, including the body pillow for only $29.99 under promo code DMAC or call 800 544 8939 for these great radio specials. Yeah, you need a my pillow. Everybody needs a my pillow. So you're saying about uh, mediocrity. I was wondering if you're, I didn't know you were just going to stay in football in that lane right there, but I mean, how do you think the Wings are going to do this year? Oh, you want to jump into the hockey well, lane? That's I, I know. Spade? Are we going to have a guest see, coming I, up or what? Are we going to have what? A guest coming up? Let's talk about hockey? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, I mean, we could talk about rock and roll until then. No, we're, oh, we don't have a guest coming no, up. No, he's tonight. talking about today, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, no, no. Oh, we okay. can talk about hockey. No, we're, we're going to talk about hockey. Okay. Yeah, no, we uh, we do not. But in speaking of that, because uh, Meltdown was trying to lead me into, I uh, was trying to have Ken Daniels, the voice of the Red Wings, uh, Fox Sports Detroit, obviously uh, doing it a long time. He's at the broadcasters' uh, meetings. It's like everybody has meetings, you know, in New York, and uh, he's out, so he was a- unable to call in. But on Saturday, we're doing a roast of Mickey Redman. Oh, you are? In honor of the... Uh, the Jamie Daniels Foundation. Yeah. Anybody knows the story. Uh, Ken's son Jamie had an over opioid overdose um, in Florida. You know, accidental overdose, but uh, alcohol and and pills and uh, something that it's fought through because of the injury. And uh, you know, one of those statistics that it's hit, a terrible thing, man. Well, it's a statistic that hits home, and it could happen to any one of us that have kids at that age. I had a kid and, across the street from me, same thing, man. He was a great kid, got in a snowmobile accident, went down the opioid trail, and, and that's you know that's tough. the one thing also too is why I'm so adamant, you know, about the plant yeah. because it doesn't kill you. You know, it, it, it takes you to, for self-discovery, but it will not take away from you. It'll only enhance, you know, you, at least your relationship with yourself. But that's, you know, not what we're talking about. We're talking about Saturday night, so. Yeah, where is that uh, roast? Do we have that up there or no? Yeah, it, it's on DarrenMcCarty.com. You okay. can see all the events. Yeah, I, uh, the Darren events McCarty. DarrenMcCarty.com. Are you going to speak? No, I, I am uh, in attendance. Uh, I saw the list. I thought if we had it up there, but I think I saw something. About uh, that. I know Mike Babcock, um, Scotty Bowman, um, you know, uh, a lot of the teammates and stuff like that. I think Mickey is going to have a blast. He's going to love. I that. asked him, you know, because you do a lot of stuff, man. I go, how you feel about that? So you ever been roasted? He goes, yeah, no, uh, you know, and knowing Mickey, that uh, he'll take it well. Um, he'll take, he'll take a while and stuff. But as far as the wings, I, you know, I'm, I'm not concerned with the wins and losses, but if you ask me about that, I think the first 10 games of the season is really important. At least the first quarter of it too, because if they get off to a good start, you know, they, they have that ability where they're experienced enough, but young enough Mm -hmm. to be able to work through the learning curves as they go and hopefully does it's like uh if you're talking nascar you're gonna you know they were just in darling they called darling to stripe maybe right. tap the wall instead yep. of like what what kyle bush did banged it mm-hmm. a few times actually shout out to eric jones uh yeah that jones boy from he's uh, a michigan byron, boy, michigan, byron yeah. michigan way to go kid yeah it's um great. you know what i think that the wings core but that's is, but to finish the point right. i think that 
if they through the first part of the season, they're with the core and with what they've added and stuff. It's it's one of these things. I got to see if they get off to a good start. If they don't get off to a good start, they're going to be uphill all year. But it's one of those things that you know. I think they're in better shape than what the Lions are in. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, but uh, the competitive level. So I'm just looking about culture. What about Cromwell leaving? Oh, I was just going to mention that. How um, much of an effect is that going to be? Good, bad? You know, I different? think in the long run it's good. Just the fact, I, in the long run, it's good because he's got one leg and and he's staying in the organization. He's in Stevie's ear, so that leadership in the dressing room at practice isn't going to fade. He'll still be there. You know, you're just not going to. And and I and I think it's actually a benefit because somebody else is going to get that ice time, which probably looks like ironic. Or um, I think it's one of these things that that he held on. And not in a bad way. Held on in a good way to keep this team in the position that he could when no one else was, you know, stepping up. And and to do that and being as injured as he was, it's just time to step away in 15 years. And and yeah. I saw uh, Luke Wachowski, um, you know, he uh, he mentioned that, you know, it's the same thing. You know, Croner's right out of the mold of Lidstrom, just a, a, a little Nick. You know, yeah. he's as far as the person. Oh, and, great and, dude. And the player. And, and, you know, all those guys, are the Swedes are such yeah, great Yeah, Nick dudes. wasn't as beat up when he decided to call it quits. But he, he decided to call it quits because I think his, his pride and he didn't want to be, you know, he wanted to play at his peak. Well, no, no. But here's the thing with Nick. is is that Nick got to a point after 20 years, Nick Lidstrom. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, about, yeah. Is that... Injuries started to affect him, and 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 the one thing I always say is that I never saw Nick Lidstrom take a solid hit, and I only saw him get beat one once one on one by Peter Forsberg over the corner in Colorado in the playoffs. Mm. That's it, right? It's perfect friggin' human. That's the one thing is that why he's smart. And you talk about athletes when knowing when it's knowing when to get out, and 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 in the way because this will make the the value of in this case Nicholas Cronwall to the organization culturally as strong because mm. the ice time isn't getting swallowed up. That's 22, 24 minutes that gets dispersed elsewhere where somebody else is going to get an opportunity to step up. So it just really opens up a spot. So, you know, it's a little bit of uh, addition by subtraction. That's no um, slight to Cromwell, but it's like, it was kind of time for him to go. Like well, you said, he right. was there for, he was, he was there a little bit longer than he probably wanted to be there. Well, no, I'm not, and when we say that, it's it's because of the wear down of his right, body. Right, exactly. It's just, it's just like, and it's not, the wear down is just like losing body pieces. Mm. You know, just uh, because being that big, it's like Helmer. You, you play that, you know, he hit as hard and as clean and he could like shark attack you like anybody. That's <laughs> what he's like. He's like a shark. You watch those sharks attack from underneath people because you couldn't hear him. He's so soft on his skates because a lot of times you can hear a guy come and you play hockey. Yeah. But, you know, I was watching a video today, and it's like if, if you watch it, and anyone that plays knows what happens is these guys come around the boards. They look up, and they see Nick, and as soon as they look down to get the puck, that's when Nick does that thing with his skates and he curls right into him. And by the time they look up, it's too late. No, they, some of them don't even have time to look up. Yeah, some of them don't. <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't. Did, they, they didn't. That was the problem. <laughs> but, you know, Mac, I like what you said uh, the beginning, the first 10 games, first quarter of the season. I think with this team, with the balance of the youngsters and what's developing, is that um, if they get off to a good start, I believe they're going to believe in themselves. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing, especially with the parity in, in sports nowadays. 
you, you get that momentum going, you get that belief. They can, with the young team, they can carry that for a bit. I think the core of this team is, I mean, solid. And it seems like every year they improve with the Larkins and the Mantas and the, you know, Anthony the Seas. They get better every single year. Well, here's year. the thing. And right there, as you just said, you know, you answered the question to anybody out there is, so is Blaschel the right guy for the job? Absolutely. And Stevie said that from day one because you look at the progression of these kids. Yeah. You know, it's brought up today. I was listening to Colin Coward, but look at the organizations that are successful in football, right? They're the ones that they've had minimal coaching. Pittsburgh Steelers have four coaches in their history. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? You, yeah. So it's like it's not the turnover. You got to let it time there's a, there's a consistency. to permeate. Yeah. There's a consistency. Anyways, the celebrity roast to Mickey Redmond for the Jamie Daniels Foundation is Saturday night, 730 at the Soundboard, which is at oh, Motor, Motor City, City yeah. Casino. In oh, case awesome. any of you degenerates don't know where that spot is. <laughs> Grand River, go to Ticketmaster for results. Um, so, I, yeah, hold on. I got to preface this, Evan. Um, also, uh, so uh, Bam Bam's uh, got to go on sabbatical and, uh, I don't know, go help some kids in some foreign country somewhere. Wow. I don't know. Yep. So, peace all mission right. with his. It's all about the kids. It's all about the kids. <laughs> um, but in that, I allow, I'm going to allow him a t- uh, going away hockey question. He Ooh. said he's got a hockey question for me, and I said, shoot, that's the least I could do, bro. So. So EA Sports. Oh, it's in the game. Uh, it's, I got well, I don't know if it's in the game. That's where my question is going to be. Uh-oh. They came out with their alumni team reveal for your Detroit Red Wings. Am I on it? No. Wait, wait, wait. wait. There's only is five many, players right oh, now. only five alumni players? Okay, I can handle that because I was a legend with an 80-something in last year's game. I get it. There's five. They are, guys, don't worry. There are five greater Red Wings than Darren McCarty. Come on. Uh, yes. Who are they? Who are they? Who are they? Okay. Chris Draper. <laughs> Kirk Mulpey. <laughs> no, Chris Draper. Chris Draper. <laughs> Nick Lidstrom. Yeah, there you go. No. Uh, yes, Lidstrom is on the list. Okay. Okay. Oh, so Shocker. what is your what is your what? Here is my question. There's they, five. So you have five guys. Yep. It's are Gordy Howe. Five. Okay. Gordy it's Howe. Gordy Howe. Yeah. Steve Eiserman. Okay. Nick Lidstrom. Yeah. Pavel. Okay. Nice. And Chelios. Okay. Now, which leads me to my question. Okay. Okay. Those are all all Hall of Fame guys. Sure. Sure. I got no problem with that. My problem is the ratings that they attach to these guys. Okay. Are you saying? Okay. Wait a sec. So, if you said so, Lidstrom should technically be the highest out of those guys. Or Gordy Howe, because Gordy Howe is arguably what top five all time. Okay. Or Gordy Howe. Okay. So so he's a ninety-five. I'm not. Ninety-five is the highest. He is the is highest. Gretzky a hundred? I don't know about Gretzky, but I'm saying it's got to be a ninety. Regardless, how should be a ninety nine? I digress. I digress. How's a ninety nine? Where? No, he's a ninety five. Okay. Where I have a problem. Who? Okay. What's the mall? Okay. Datsuk's an eighty nine. Okay. Should be higher. Eiserman's a ninety two. Okay. Should be higher. Well, well, it Maybe. depends on depends on the on, scale. Yes. What I'm, everybody I'm, else? I got to go by the. It's like school. I got to go by the curve right now. Okay. Does okay. it go up to 100 or 500? What's it? 100. 100. 100. Yeah, Nick Lidstrom yeah. is a 93. Okay, okay, okay. Chris Chelios is a 93. Here is my whoa, question. Whoa, Chelly and uh, Nick the same? As being a hockey novice uh, as no. I am, what no, I've you known. Could throw Chelly a 91. What I have known about and, Nick and Lidstrom. Nick a 95. Yes. Yes. Nick's too low. He's arguing. Chelly's a couple too high because he should be small 90s. Pavel's probably because only the couple cups, whatever, should be 90. Stevie could be a little higher, mm-hmm. right? But isn't Blackhawk Chelios better than Red Wing Chelios? 
No, Blackhawk Chelios doesn't win cups. That's right. Bump, 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 bing, 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 Montreal Chelios better than the Blackhawks. As an individual. That's right. Was he a better player with Why, the Why, is he an alumni in the Blackhawks? I'm just wondering because I always knew Chelios to be a I better player. I thought your player. problem was that he had the same score as Lidstrom. I do because I don't remember him. Lidstrom is arguably See, the I best. See, I think they're just... going over career, and I think yes. that, that it's an American guy that did it, and Chelios American, and his bias to the Swedes. But, I'm just but saying they shouldn't be the rank, same. If I was ranking them, right, I mean, okay, Gordie Howe, if I'm going, like, honestly, out of 100, Gordie Howe's 97. Right? Lidstrom's 97. Gotta be. Uh, yeah, gotta be. Yeah. Uh, Eiserman's 95. Chelios is 93. And Datsuk's a 90. Okay. Hmm. Like, that, like, that, like, like, and, and that's just because of... Why is the Sergei Fedorov not in there? Well, there, there could be reserves. That's probably just the okay. starting five. Does that, that makes a starting five, right? Three but, or... Yeah, but if, if... Wait. Yeah. There's probably... There's got to be reserves, right? They're probably less. Yeah, the reserves. You got you got to imagine like no, the, but the Oilers the, are going to be crazy is, good. Here's the question though: like, if it's only five players, or is there is I'm, it a whole team? The way that they do it in the basketball games, it's a whole team. So why isn't the whole team stats Maybe, up there? And we could have bitched about because I could have brought mine and say, I'll tell you right now, motherfucker, guy named Tyler, he might be getting a visit. <laughs> That's the guy who puts in the fucking codes. Trust me. <laughs> he still got his job twenty some years later. What's your ranking? What's your number? You think? What should it be? Probably higher than it should be. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. I don't you know. know. I know. Last year it was like eighty something in the in the Legends game. That's pretty good. It's really good. It's yeah, very it's too good. high. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, hey, they no know. because they could have cherry picked a certain amount of games. They could have got you against Philly in that game. You're ninety nine, right? Or when, against Colorado. No, it, they or? changed though. See, you're 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 in the new age like video games that yep. performance changes the thing every day. That's what yeah, I'm but, saying. But, that one listen, game, you're out of control. Ancient, this is '92 Sega Genesis. Make Gretzky bleed, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Which I saw a shirt of that. It is so make good. Gretzky bleed, it, it says make Gretzky bleed. So that was your question. Was that your- is my hockey question? It's all about a video game. Of so- course. No, I like it. No, it should be. But I I need to know if there is. It comes out next month. I'll tell you what. When I when I'll get the game the day it comes out, you come over. We'll play. You can play with yourself on the couch, <laughs> and we'll be good to go. He's been waiting to say that joke all day. I love yeah. It. yeah, just came to me actually. Yeah. I love it. Do you? Um. Well, that's awesome. Well, thanks for everything you've done. Absolutely. And, uh, pleasure. You know, have fun. Uh, member, don't drink the water down there. With uh, you know, use that safety. They they give you Montezuma's revenge. Also, Perry, you notice he didn't mention my birdie that I had on. No, he didn't. He didn't mention that birdie, no, did he? No. I'm, I'm sure he mentioned his three. on a par five. You is remember that, that putt? No, no, no. I'm talking about yours truly over here. I'm talking about myself. You don't remember that birdie, huh? That par three, trying yeah, to like do. 25 foot? Everybody was no, running around. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. Babin made a birdie the other day. That's all I got. Yeah, it was good. It was It was wet. It was wet and it, you know, heavy stuff came down right in the middle of it and it got cold. So <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was gonna give Darren the flu in the middle of summer. I was like, I ain't you know, I'm a little bit smarter than that. I'll tell you right what, D Mac did carry our team for the uh, riff outing this year. Every time I got a hold of a good shot, he would come by and hit thirty <laughs> yards farther than I did and I wouldn't be bragging melt on <laughs> anybody knows that I'm not <laughs> <laughs> Um so uh Friday I am heading to Grand Rapids. 
I think they're on up on DarrenMcCarty.com is that yep. event. It's, Backslash uh, events, and you can see all of Darren's events upcoming through the month of September, everything that's going on. I mean, if Darren's doing it, you can see it. That's awesome. So make that's sure you good. check yeah. out DarrenMcCarty.com. Hey, by the way, I was wanted to ask you, how did, how did you like Don Jameson? Love Don Jameson. Don Jameson from uh, that metal, that show, metal yeah. show and stuff. What a great dude. Just same, same, same guys I thought was on the show, busting balls to Eddie, and, and yeah. same sense of humor. I loved his set. Love the way he correlated it and stuff like that. So I uh, told him uh, I'm going to have to get him on. He's a uh, uh, call-in and stuff, talk some rock stories because he's got great stories. Yeah, he's got too. a lot of great stories. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's been around a lot of these guys. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. So um, also, too, whether you're a first-time home buyer, simply making a move, give yourself a distinct advantage in this fiercely competitive market, put a winning team behind you. The Jeffrey Group of America Integrity and Rhonda Monet of Gold Star Mortgage join forces to make sure you land your dream home. Yes, that is the same Rhonda Monet that I golfed with. Yes, the same one that Brian Wilson sang. Help me, Rhonda. Help, help wow. me, Rhonda. In Maui to her. It's the same and now she's Rhonda Monet at Gold right. Star Mortgage. Yes. Their passion for going the extra mile shows from the first phone call. To the day you're handed the keys, they've taken an incredibly complex process and made it simple and transparent. Call my boy Jeffrey Cavanaugh at 734-306-9027 today and take the first step to your new front door. Gold Star Mortgage is an equal opportunity lender, NMLS number 3446. Thank you. As always, it was a great time. Um, yep. Jordan. So uh, that's good. So I got to check out the events, people. Um, also, too, um, uh, on iTunes, you want to check out uh, Zigzag Zaps and, uh, and the, the Stefano brothers uh, putting together a free app on iTunes, uh, Grind Time with Darren McCarty, that'll take all my social media and everything that's going on another way mm. to drive people there. We'll talk about it more um, next week um, as we get going, but you too. Uh, check in with zigzag apps if you uh dot uh, com if you want to uh, get your own app. So the set up uh, great things. Uh, next week, obviously uh, 9 eleven. Mm. Oh man, have to talk about is that. Is it on Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I mean is, uh, if my sheet if my show yeah. sheet is right. <laughs> your show sheet? I, I know it is. Cause it's McCool. Mm. Um yeah, so we all uh Wow, 18 years ago. I remember where I was, so we'll get oh, to that. Um, and uh, X-Line TJ Lang. Yeah, I yeah. just uh, was uh, hunkered over because getting off the wind gate, which is a 30-second full-out sprint against your body weight, which le usually leaves you in a half cardiac arrest. Mm. And uh, I was, I watched, I saw the first one on fire, and I watched the second one go into it and went, ooh, that's not good. Yeah. So, and then, and Travis City, like I told everybody, is we watched about 100 planes come out of the sky in the next 30 minutes. It was crazy. It just, it looked like uh, you were watching like one of those Independence Day or End of the World movies. And it was such a clear day, like nothing was in the sky that day yeah. afterwards. So, yeah. It's crazy. Then, uh, well, also, uh, Grinders has been hunkering it up, getting ready for uh, Bell Iron Grill up in Gaylord for the 13th. Uh, uh, Grinder 6.0, you can see the picture up on the website or on the Facebook, and uh, we're look fun, have some fun. So that day we're going to do some comedy, do watch Rush, the Russian Five, and uh, play a little music. So That's uh, a Darren McCarty hat trick night. That's a Darren McCarty <laughs> hat trick night, absolutely. And then uh, don't forget, first annual Grind Time Golf Tournament, September 22nd, uh, 9 a.m., 
Uh, proceeds uh, teaming up with the Joey Kosher Foundation for Kids. Uh, just played the softball game. You know, we we help each other out. That's what it's yeah. all about. For more details, uh, check out DarrenMcCarty.com and uh, Melty. You can uh, hopefully you can show up. Hopefully, yeah, uh, love to. Um, I'd love to lose all sorts burger. of balls in the woods out there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, you're not the only one. Don't worry. <laughs> so uh, on that note. Um, Thank you for Phil for the uh, awesome uh, collaboration. This is so cool, man. God, I wish I could use it. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, Perry. I mean, I, mean that, that, I almost felt bad for you, but you could you could actually technically put it on there's, for there's whatever a, that little those, fuzzies yeah, you got, yeah. just to get the eucalyptus. Uh, no, that's Girl the Scout sensation. Oh, action. just the smelling. It was yeah. No, it smells you skate, great, man. You got skating in the morning or anything like that? Actually, I was supposed to, but we don't have enough guys. So tomorrow it's uh, tomorrow it's a weight training day. Got to keep it shape. <laughs> How many miles have you done on your bike? 702. That's And that's not his motorbike. That's his pedal bike. Yeah, my pedal bike, yeah. Yeah, so Matt, we'll get next time we'll talk fitness with Meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that would be a short podcast. <laughs> All right, guys, that'll, that'll do it uh, for McCool. Thank you, Bam Bam. Yeah. Uh, parents, uh, thanks as always. Meltdown. Hey, thank you so much for having me, man. Appreciate you, it. No, uh, as always, we'll check into you. So... Uh, that's right, guys. Another Wednesday edition. Uh, lots to uh, next week. Uh, former uh, Detroit Lion and uh, Packer champion uh, T.J. Lang, brother Rice. Uh, mm. His own will be in studio. Much more things. Uh, remember, uh, DarrenMcCarty.com. Grind time with Darren McCarty. Uh, grind time podcast. Uh, anywhere you can find me. Uh, but remember, no matter what, guys, no matter what life throws at you, no matter how many times you fall down, get your ass back up. That's grind time. We're out.